You're listening to the Total Sports Experience. And now, your host, Ray Baker. All right, so... On the Total Sports Experience podcast here, we co- we try to cover everything. We cover croquet, we cover curling, but we like to cover the stuff that gets us all excited. My next guest is our in-house expert on the UFC. Matt Stivers is with me. And Matt, as we look at what has just been crazy, okay, so if we look at the timeline here, we had UFC 249 lined up, right? And then, Wait, I thought I was on to talk croquet. I mean, no, I, mean we, I can switch to listen, UFC. Listen, we can. I, I know you're a, you're a I big... I got a line on a kid. You're a big, <laughs> you're a big croquet guy. <laughs> I, I forgot about that. Let's, as much as I love croquet, and listen, talk to I, UFC. To my knowledge, we're not paying the eighty nine ninety five Saturday afternoon for croquet yet. When we get True. there, we'll devote more time. It's, it is desperate times, though, okay. so I've got no, my checkbook out listen, just in case. One of my one of my uh, guests on episode one was like, we were talking baseball, and we were talking Yankees baseball, and he's like, look, dude, I just want baseball back. I don't care <laughs> how long the season is or when it starts. I just want baseball. And so I think you know my is, feelings on You know my feelings on baseball? I would watch a doubleheader right now. I Listen, I told you before we came on air that – I'm watching the fourth round of the NFL draft on my computer this morning. That's how sports deprived I am right now. You know, it's the sacrifices we've got to make during these trying times. I feel like we're doing our part for mankind. That's me. That's look, I'm just putting in my, uh, my fair share. That's all I'm trying to do. (laughs) So as we look at UFC 249, we had it on the card. Then we didn't. When the coronavirus pandemic hit everything, Dana White said, it doesn't matter, we're going to push on. And they actually did an event down in Brazil. Then it came into they were going to do one in England, and UFC 249 was going to come in, and then everything hit the fan. Dana White's a madman. Dana White. (laughs) I'm not going to disagree with you. You tell that guy that he can't do something, and you just light a fire under him, and he's going to find a way to do it. And uh, we actually had UFC 249 uh, all set. We had the card ready to go. Um, you know, initially we were looking at uh, Ferguson and Habib, and uh, a lot of people have given Habib grief for for being in Russia right now. Habib was chasing the fight. Habib was trying to be where he needed to be because he wanted the fight with Ferguson, and uh, when. When they first had to move the event, um, Habib was planning to follow this uh, move by going to Russia uh, to be in a position to uh, take the fight. Uh, anyway, it didn't work out. Uh, so, but we got UFC 249 scheduled for uh, in California, a uh, secret location, Indian Casino, and we were ready to go. And then Disney pulled the plug on us. Uh, so Disney. Yeah, but now what I'm reading now on Twitter as of this morning, I just pulled it up. It says, and in big letters, I'm not going to lie. It says the Octagon is back May 9th live on ESPN and pay per view. So are we going to get? Now the card has changed. We're going to touch on that in a second. But are we going to get a UFC 249 in two weeks? 
UFC 249 is happening in two weeks. I'm on the record right now. This fight will not be canceled. The big difference this time is they were trying to hold the event in California, and California has some of the strictest uh, guidelines right now with regard to coronavirus, and it's actually the governor of California that got the fight canceled. In Florida, we've got a different scenario. Florida has actually said that sports uh, are needed at this time. They are in support of having events as long as we can do them in a safe manner. And this uh, UFC 249, May 9th, is taking place in Florida. It's going to happen. So the card, as I look at it, I'm just going to read from the bottom up because that's how you set things up here. So Greg Hardy versus DeCastro on the heavyweight side. Stevens versus Qatar on the, on the uh, featherweight. Uh, another heavyweight bout, Nganu and Rosenstruck. Uh, pretty good fight. Then you've got a couple championship bouts here. Um, the Cruz fight for the Bantamweight is going to be a good one, but I, I'm going to tell you that this... I'm a little disappointed at the main card on this interim lightweight championship. So Tony Ferguson is still in, and then you've put in Justin Gaethje, which... Gaethje basically is stepping in because Habib cannot, still can't get here from Russia to make this fight. But he's not out of the scenario. So it's going to be Ferguson Gaethje on May 9th. And then what happens after that? Now, let me tell you why you don't want to be disappointed for this fight. And I've heard a few people say they're a little disappointed. But first of all, Ferguson Habib, okay, the fight has now been scheduled five times the fight has now been canceled five times it's a cursed fight we may never ever see this fight happen uh and if it did maybe the world would come to an end so <laughs> there's really no shock that this fight is canceled again um dana said when it was canceled the fourth time that he would never schedule it again he scheduled it and now we've got a pandemic i'm just saying I, is it a direct well, correlation but that's Possibly. not that's not a fault to ferguson or to I don't know the or to dana white i don't know the science behind the stuff i'm not a doctor <laughs> i'm not a doctor jim i'm just saying so uh, just schedule it and now the whole world shut down justin gaethje steps in and it, there were talk about and we're going to get to the main guy in this lightweight division, but it was, there was talk that Justin Gaethje and Conor McGregor may go, but now with Habib not being able to make this 249 card, Justin Gaethje steps in. Is this a fight to watch, or is, is Gaethje outmatched here? This is a fight to watch. I'll tell you that I'll tell you why you should be excited about this. If you're a casual UFC fan and you were going to watch Ferguson Habib, you were going to watch more of a technical match. You know Habib is a wrestler. Habib is a ground game type of guy, and big-time MMA fans don't mind watching fights like that. If you're a guy that likes brawling, you're going to have fun at UFC 249. Justin Gaethje, he's on a three-fight win streak. Let's talk about that three-fight win streak. All three of those fights were knockouts. Let's talk about those knockouts. All three of those knockouts were first-round knockouts. This guy comes in, to kill or be killed. That is his motto, and that's what he's going to try and do. The guy is a nut job. He's a brawler. All he wants to do is end your night with your lights out. So we're going to have some fun seeing what Justin Gaethje can do here. So Ferguson Gaethje on May 9th, which is in two weeks. Then the winner of this fight 
and we're gonna we're gonna plug in the what if at the end here. But Ferguson Gaethje. Now the rumor or the the reports that I'm seeing is Habib is gonna get the winner of the 249 match between Ferguson and Gaethje. Well, let me say this. Uh, you know, as much as I dispraise Gaethje, you know, I don't want to take anything away from Ferguson. He's he's still the favorite in the fight. And, you know, Gaethje's on a three-fight win streak. Ferguson's on a 12-fight win streak. The guy hasn't lost since 2012. And the guy is a nut job. Okay, Ferguson, in case people aren't aware of this, Ferguson made weight for UFC 249 already. Okay, uh, They canceled the April 18th date. Ferguson said, you know what? I'm going to make weight for April 18th anyway. Now, everybody in MMA said, what are you talking about? Um, there's no fight. I don't care. I'm going to make weight on April 18th to show that I can make weight on April 18th. And the dude stood on a scale and put it online so we could see that he was ready to go on the date he was originally. That's crazy. Why? Making weight is the worst part of being an MMA fighter. It's brutal. It's ask anyone. It's the horrid. It's the most horrible part. And the guy's a nut job. So he's going to go in there. Gaethje's going to go in there, and someone's uh, someone's coming out in the, on a stretcher. Okay, that's what I'm going to say on that one. Well, look, we've uh, but, we've we've seen Tony Ferguson in some absolute brawls in his day, right? And so, oh yes, Gaethje trying to come in, Ferguson trying to come in, and it looks like they both have the that seek and destroy mentality. Mentality. I don't know who's going to come out of this. I mean, we've seen Ferguson take some brutal hits and, and keep coming I, 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 I this is a coin flip and Ferguson it to me is is a one of a kind type of fighter you know uh, I was listening to an interview with uh, GSP just a, a week or two ago Ariel Hawani was talking to him and it was interesting that GSP said that he did not enjoy one second of his MMA career in the octagon and I thought what is this guy talking about he was a champion and he said, I hated fighting. I liked winning. I liked having the belt put around me, but I hated fighting. Okay. And I think a lot of MMA fighters relate to that. The idea of it's not fun getting in there and slugging it out. Tony Ferguson, that's not him. Tony Ferguson enjoys being in there. He enjoys inflicting pain. And I, I honestly think he enjoys taking the pain. The guy is a nut job. Again, why make weight when you don't have to? So we're looking at a really fun fight come May 9th. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a brawl. It's going to be a bar fight, and uh, someone's going to get hurt. So as we kind of play the what if now, right? If Ferguson wins, you have the ever elusive matchup between Ferguson and Habib somewhere in the fall. I'm assuming probably September October. Where now, then... Habib, Habib normally will not fight uh, from this point until September because of Ramadan. However, the recent reports said Habib would be willing to push that up to an August date. Well, now, May to August, you could pull that off possibly. So maybe the winner of Ferguson Gaethje in August or possibly September. The problem is, though, and you and I have talked about this before, is... is... Once you have this fight with Ferguson and Gaethje, whoever wins, it's going to be how much damage did you take to get that win? And then right. May to August, 
that's a pretty quick turnaround. If you've got to heal back from something else, that may not be in your timeline to do that with Habib. It may get pushed out farther. Very true. Now, if if one guy is able to come in, you know, and again, we talked about, you know, Gaethje has knocked guys out in the first round in his last three fights. If Gaethje were able, let's say, for example, to come in and get a quick and easy win, a first round knockout, not take that much damage, maybe an August date becomes more realistic. Same thing for Ferguson. If he's able to somehow not take too much damage and the fight quickly, I could see that happening. Uh, Ferguson is a guy that that's always in shape. Um, but again, if now if, we, if we're talking a five round brawl, exactly what you said, then we're going to have to say, okay, August is probably not realistic. Let's push it back maybe to a September, for even maybe October. October. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So now you have to throw in the question mark. My favorite. Here you go. Maybe your favorite. I think a lot, his name. a lot say of the UFC's name. favorite. When you talk about Ferguson and Gaethje and Habib and even the BMF belt that we'll talk about in a second, where does the notorious Conor McGregor fit in to the fight schedule of, look, everybody we saw the McGregor-Habib fight, we saw Habib beat McGregor, but then we saw what was the aftermath of that, which is, I still watch it to this day and I'm in disbelief. But you saw that fight. Then Conor McGregor came back a few months ago, and I don't even think broke a sweat tearing apart Cowboy Cerrone. Where does oh, he no. uh, where does he fit in now? So if if there was talk that Conor would get Gaethje, but now Gaethje's fit is fit into two forty nine. If Gaethje it, loses, does he get, does he pull Conor for that one to set up a Conor Habib two at one point down the road? Now, there, there's kind of two answers to that to that question. You know, uh, Ferguson Gaethje, Dana White has said, whoever wins that fight is going to fight Habib. And and, th- and the reason we're talking about that is because we're talking about belt status. Okay, Ferguson Gaethje is for the interim belt. Now, again, interim belts, it's just a way to make it a championship fight when it's not really a championship fight. Okay, but whoever wins the Ferguson Gaethje fight is the interim champion. And that person is going to fight Habib. Okay. Now, having said that, again, if Ferguson wins his fight and they try and schedule it against Habib, is it going to happen? Who the hell knows? Uh, where does McGregor ultimately fit in? Wherever the hell McGregor wants to fit in. Uh, the and UFC, I think that's Dana's white. That's Dana's position. Is look, we're going to put Conor McGregor wherever Conor McGregor is going to fit. He is the he is the money draw here. Yeah, it, it's really interesting with McGregor because you know Dana White. Uh, is is you know a pretty uh, challenging taskmaster at, at at times, and you know he calls things. It, it is ultimately it's he's the president. He makes the fights, but when you're dealing with Conor McGregor, I think the power there is switched a little bit in McGregor's favor. Uh, so you know, let's play it out. Let's say if things went the way that most people think they would go, Ferguson beats Gagey on May 9th. Um, He's healthy enough to to go in August against Habib. Uh, whoever wins that fight gets a Conor McGregor in December. Now that could be fun. That could be a fun December thirty first. Uh, well, I don't know if that's a Saturday, but you know, sometime around the New Year's uh, big fight of either Conor gets a shot at Ferguson, which could be fun, or. 
Connor gets his ultimate wish and he gets that rematch against Habib for the championship. I, I would not shy away from that. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Conor McGregor. That would be... I, I will take that fight all day long. Now, the wrench in the works on that, or kind of the other side of that, though, is that McGregor initially said he wanted to fight three times this year. Does McGregor want to sit and wait until December to take that next fight? So uh, he may want to fight in between. And the name that I'm hearing being thrown around, and you might like this one, my friend. Well, wait, before you say that, because this may go into the last subject that we're going to cover here on, okay. on the episode. Right. So let let's, let me introduce the this because uh, I think I know where you're going. First, and listen, if, if that's the case, w- this is going to be a superb year for the UFC. So let's backtrack a minute, and we'll back up to UFC 244. All right. UFC 244 unveils, and just to keep the podcast as, as a family show here, we'll call it the BMF title. Now that standing for the bad best man's friend. I will let the uh, listeners fill in the um, the less the words or the letters for that. But the UFC unveils the baddest MF award or title belt for a fight that happened between Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal. Now, absolutely, we know the prowess of Jorge Masvidal. He is a bad man. We also know that Nate Diaz, um, as you alluded to a couple other fires, Nate Diaz is crazy. My man just doesn't have, he's just, he's in there. He doesn't like to lose. He's in there to mess people up. And, and I've never seen any fighter ever in the UFC take damage like Nate Diaz does. And it just you- doesn't seem to phase the guy. You know the saying that uh, the elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor? Yeah, Nate Diaz, <laughs> Nate Diaz takes the stairs, okay? Yeah. Nate Diaz doesn't even get on the elevator no, to begin with. Not at all. The, the man is not all there, and it's why we love him. So, uh, that was an epic fight that got stopped before time because of a nasty cut uh, on Nate Diaz. And the BMF belt was awarded at the time, and awarded, if I'm not mistaken, by The Rock, which was by awesome. By The Rock. The Rock came in and gave the BMF belt to Jorge Masvidal. Great I fight. Say, I still get chills. Just uh, I'm picturing it in my head right now. The Rock stepping in and putting that belt on him. It One was it was a great most fight. Exciting moments. Great moment. Great idea by the UFC and by Dana White to bring in this belt. So let's connect that now to what you were just talking about. If we have another title belt for or another title bout for the BMF belt. Obviously, it has to involve Jorge Masvidal because he is the owner right now of that belt. Um, if there's a fight between him and anybody else for that between now and, let's say, December, was what we just talking about, the guy that you have to pencil in as probably one of the baddest guys in the UFC is Conor McGregor. Now, would that fight happen between now and December for the BMF belt against Jorge Masvidal? Now, again, a lot we're talking a lot of moving pieces here. Uh, you know, when when Nate Diaz, by the way, created the BMF belt, let's let's give credit where credit's due. The belt did not exist. It wasn't Dana White's idea. It wasn't Jorge Masvidal's idea. It wasn't Conor McGregor's idea. 
it was Nate Diaz who created that belt. And uh, what an epic fight we were watching there. So much fun. Uh, all of us disappointed by the way it ended. You know, uh, obviously you want to protect a fighter, but Nate Diaz sure seemed like he was ready, willing, and able to go rounds four and five. Uh, now, it was supposed to be a one-off. Jorge Masvidal has said originally it's my belt it's not going anywhere it's not up for grabs now he's changed his stance he says now i'm willing to put the bmf belt on the line but it's not like a regular title belt it's not like i'm the lightweight champion if you beat me you're the lightweight champion his view of the bmf belt is this if you want the belt you put up something against the belt now, we were all like, I, I'm confused. Well, he's given examples of like, well, you know, what What do you got? You got a car? You got a boat? Like, So he wants you to wager something that he would want that if he wins, he is now the owner of your, uh, I don't know, your Ferrari, your your yacht. So so let's, let's put this into perspective here for a second. So Masvidal has the belt. He says, I'm going to fight. Let's just put it out there. I'm going to fight Conor McGregor in July. He tells McGregor, you have to put up your speedboat, for lack of a better item, and that's the bet. So now it's a gentleman's bet, right? right? It's a gentleman's bet of my belt versus your boat. Right. If you win, (laughs) you keep your boat, you get the belt. But if I win, I keep my belt and I get your boat. I and and I kind of like where we're going with this, you know. I wouldn't mind attaching some of these like prop type bets to, you know, some of these other uh, fights or you know little side bets, you know, like uh, hey, if I beat you, you you have to come and be my butler for you know a couple weeks. Uh, you know, let's let's but, have some fun with this. But for the for the like for the Conor McGregor's and the Masvidal's, that'll work. But if you get two guys that are no names and they're playing for like the other one's juicer, it's not going to have as much like you know. Um, umph to it. I mean, you gotta, you know. <laughs> true. Look, it's, true. it's it's my blender versus your TV. No, who cares, right? It, it, I want a Harley. I want you know jet skis. I want something that you know. Yeah, you're gonna. I mean, Jorge Masvidal has made it clear. Impress me. You're gonna have to impress me with it. It's not like Joe Blow can come along, even if he had a you know uh, uh, private jet. And get the fight. Uh, it's you know, Masvidal doesn't need the money. He's so, just so adding I, some extra fun to this. So you know, I can't come in. Steps in. I can't come in with twelve dollars and a Casio. Is what you're saying? I gotta have. Exactly. I, I gotta have something of. <laughs> and you've got to be meaning. a legitimate contender. I'll tell you this. I I know a lot of people would love to see McGregor and Masvidal. I don't see that one happening yet. And this is why I would say that. McGregor is at an all-time high in popularity now that he's back. There's so much excitement around him. Masvidal is at an all-time popularity in his personal career. The problem with putting those two together now is whoever takes the loss, it's a huge blemish, and it makes other fights that could be exciting not as exciting. So here are the moving pieces that I'm seeing fall into place. Masvidal and Usman. They've got a feud going. I don't know if you saw the little interaction between them. I forgot uh, where this took place, but uh, they had to be separated. Uh, These two guys do not like each other, and they're in the same weight class. uh, Well, and and Usman's the the belt 
holder of that weight class Correct. right now, is he not? Yes, he is the champion. And so now we're talking about a real, uh, you know, an actual UFC belt on the line versus the BMF belt. Uh, now, I don't know if Masvidal is handing over the BMF belt to Usman. I'm not, I am not sure if that's on the line or no, not. No, that, that's got to be a separate. You can't just take belt after whoever's got it. No, the, the BMF belt yeah. is, is something anybody in any weight class can can challenge for, I say. That's got to be something totally different than the UFC Yeah, titles. I, I kind of like that thought, too, uh, that we, we set that aside and just have this one, you know, be for the regular UFC championship. But that's the fight it looks like the UFC. Uh, I mean, it, it's all but signed. Um, those two are headed for uh, a feud. So now that leaves out two big pieces, right? We've got Nate Diaz is not getting his rematch immediately against Masvidal for the BMS. Okay, so Nate Diaz is now sitting here waiting for a fight. Conor McGregor is not getting Habib next. He's not getting Ferguson next. He's not getting Gaethje next. So now, where does McGregor fall in? Well, you've got one Nate Diaz sitting here looking for someone to fight, one Conor McGregor looking for someone to fight, uh, trilogy fight. I, I'm, yes, not, I'm not going to say. The, I'm I not going to say no to that. Uh, for sure. Uh, why would you shy away from that? Because even if Nate Diaz loses that, but McGregor can beat him. Now it really sets Conor McGregor up, and this that will be his third to then fight what we're assuming would be Habib, and everybody I think is just itching for Habib McGregor too. I mean, it's gonna be the biggest pay per view fight in UFC history when the two of those finally rematch. Um, you know, the the only way we don't see it happen is. You know, Ferguson, let's say Ferguson beats Gaethje and then Ferguson surprises Habib, which could happen. But uh, I'll tell you, if, I, if I'm using all my psychic powers, I would say Ferguson's going to beat Gaethje on the 9th. Uh, Habib is going to beat Ferguson in August or September. And we're going to see Habib versus McGregor sometime in maybe December, January. And it's going to be huge. All right, thanks, Matt, for all of that because there is a lot to deal with here. There's a lot of moving parts, as we mentioned. There is a lot of uncertain outcomes, as we mentioned. I'm so happy that there's just a sporting event back. Now, I will say it's going to be a little odd because this event's in Florida. UFC's there, all the fighters are there, they're being tested, all of the corner people, everybody's being tested to make sure that we're okay, coronavirus-wise. But there's not going to be anybody in the, in the stands, there's not going to be any fans, there's not going to be the cheering. This is going to be a weird event. And so I'm gonna, I, I'd like to see how this all plays out. Because we haven't had this, we've never, we've never come across this. I know when they mentioned when they first started shutting down the NHL and the NBA, there was mention of, well, we might bring this back. We may even bring baseball back earlier than we thought, but there won't be any fans in the stadium. Now, I love the crack of a bat. I love the sound of sports. But without the crowd cheering, there's an element there that you need to have for a sporting event. And so I'm just I, I'm wondering how that's all going to play out and how that's all going to look. Email us. 
Hit us on Twitter. Hit us on Instagram. The Instagram and the Twitter handle are both at TSE underscore show. That's TSE underscore show on Facebook. Just look for the TSE show. And then for the other podcasts, you can also look on Spotify, on iTunes, and on all the places you can find podcasts. We're going to be right there. That's going to do it for me for episode two. Again, hit us up on social media. We've given away two rolls of toilet paper, by the way, so far, because we've got 10 likes on Facebook. We've got our 10 uh, followers on Instagram. We need those Twitters. And if you're following us on Twitter, you'll see some of the guests we're trying to get on this show as well. Uh, If they're listening, Bob McKenzie at TSN, that's the guy I want. But coming up in an episode quick, uh, we have already put the uh, question out. He's already answered, but we're trying to land Earl Skakel, the comedian, the sports fan, the gigantic WWF fan that he is right here on the TSE. We are going to get him uh, interviewed quickly and up for that. And we're also going to try to do a live podcast coming up right after UFC 249. That's on May 9th. Order your pay-per-view and watch that with me and hit us up. Again, it's the TSE show at gmail.com or Instagram, Twitter, TSE underscore show. Facebook, search for the TSE show. Can't wait to do this again. We'll do it right after UFC 249. We'll discuss moving parts there. And then we're going to look into the NFL coming up very quickly because there are some things that we need to discuss here on the Total Sports Experience. Be good humans. We'll talk soon.